You're listening to Consider This, episode 298, for August 11, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are, what do you know? You found my conservative commentary in 10 minutes or less. I'm Doug Payton, and this is Consider This, the podcast where I tell you what I know and where I want to hear what you know. If you know something I don't, let's hear it. Get your voice, or at least your words, here by pointing your web browser at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. You can email me, call me, tweet me, or Facebook me from there. That's CT as in cable ties. The demands of Black Lives Matter and the demands of history. That's coming up. If you've liked the Facebook page, that's great. But what's even better is joining the Facebook group. I started it a couple months ago, and it's much better because you can do more than just respond to my posts. In the group, you can create posts as well for yourself, for all to see and comment on. Come on over and see what's going on. The Black Lives Matter protests that have been going on since the death of George Floyd at the hands, or actually the knee, of a cop were meant to shine a light on police brutality, especially regarding people of color. That's why they marched, and that's why some of them rioted. So that's where we started, and as I've said many times, I believe most of the country was behind that cause as well, to at least see how often this happened and to help keep police accountable. On this, there was much unity. That was over two months ago. This is now. Black Lives Matter protesters in Louisville, Kentucky, have issued demands to businesses in the city's East Market District in order to correct the, quote, lack of representation of non-whites and liberate people of color. In a letter addressed to business owners and stakeholders in Nulu Business District, with the subject line of Reparations and Representation, the Louisville BLM affiliate has presented a list of demands. They include 23% of staff should be black in front-of-house positions, 23% of inventory should be from black retailers, or give a monthly contribution to a black local organization. Dress code policies do not discriminate against black patrons and employees, mandated diversity and inclusion training for all employees, and displays of left-wing messages to support reparations. This they are free to demand. They're also free to threaten noncompliance with these actions they listed. A reduction in racial index scores to the Better Business Bureau. Notification via all social media platforms of noncompliance. A public boycott coordinated through social media and mail announcements of the specific establishment and any other business ventures under the same ownership. A visible media-covered demonstration or sit-in outside the establishment. And placement of booths or tables outside the establishment where competing black proprietors will offer items comparable to those offered by the establishment. Again, as long as this is all within the law, they are free to do all of this, demand action and threaten repercussions, 
In addition, businesses are free to comply or not, and customers are free to patronize or avoid those businesses. What I wonder about is how close this comes to a good old-fashioned shakedown. Nice business you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Again, as long as this is all legal, there's no problem, but is this a good look? Is the message that, since George Floyd died, you must visibly support a political stance that will cost about six quadrillion dollars, literally? And I look at these rioters and wonder if they'd show up and send a message themselves. After all, that's what they do. This is what we call mission creep. And it's also the difference between the phrase Black Lives Matter and the organization Black Lives Matter. The organization has hijacked the phrase to implement their own policies that have nothing to do with police brutality. Again, as I said, the unity we had is being squandered. Let's fix what we agree needs fixing. Otherwise, the avalanche of demands will serve only to pull us apart. This is Eric Erickson. You're listening to the 10 Minute or Less Conservative Podcast. Consider this. It seems like it was just yesterday when rioters were tearing down statues. Actually, just about any time in the next week or so, when you listen to this, it's probably happened somewhere in the country yesterday. When this whole statue pulling down started, critics cried, Stop erasing history! To which the supporters replied that they weren't erasing history, just taking down offensive statues. A minute later, they are indeed trying to erase history. Illinois State Representative LaShawn K. Ford, because of course Illinois, representing himself and other state leaders, wants to take history books out of the schools until they don't overlook women and minorities. Now, it's been a year or two since I left elementary school, But I remember learning about Madame Curie, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, George Washington Carver, and Maxine Nightingale. Um, no, that's Florence, the nurse, versus Maxine, the singer. Nonetheless, if we need to shift some of the focus, that's certainly worth looking into and fixing. But essentially, he wants to erase history, or at least history textbooks, until they no longer, in his words, unfairly communicate history. Now, I'd be willing to have that discussion as soon as we know what he considers unfair. The reason I say this is that there are many words being thrown around these days that come with loaded definitions that you may not be aware of when you speak them. For example, Joe Biden said that if an African American was thinking of voting for Trump, quote, then you ain't black, close quote. Clearly, there's more to the definition of black than I was aware of. I was told recently that the definition of anti-racism doesn't just mean you're against racism, but that you are specifically for all sorts of specific changes to the criminal justice system as well as wealth redistribution, and if I disagree with any of those items, or even if I want to implement them in a way I think is better, then I'm not really anti-racist. Or maybe I'm anti-anti-racist. Yeah, the redefinition or overloading of words is all the rage. So I really want to know what unfair means. This week. After all, some of this might hinge on what the meaning of the word is, is, right? 
So yes, let's consider a rebalancing of history books and maybe not chuck them out all just yet, so long as the word unfair doesn't mean disagrees with my agenda. Meanwhile, Chris Marquez of Hyde Park, Vermont, lost a leg in a skydiving accident. Literally. He lost one of his prosthetic legs after having jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. Upon landing, and after the adrenaline rush, I'm sure he quickly realized he'd lost some weight. But fortunately, after putting out the word on social media, a soybean farmer found it outstanding in his field. So, what do you think? If you're interested in making your voice heard on BLM demands, erasing history, or any other topic, stop by considerthis.ctpodcasting.com or email me at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. Eerily similar. I want to thank you all for your nominations to the 2020 Podcast Awards. This show did indeed get on the slate of nominees for the Politics and News category for the fifth year in a row. Now it's all up to the judges, but thank you for getting this show in front of them. And what do you know? We're at the end of the show. Thanks for listening, and hopefully you can take what I've said and consider this. <laughs>